before we get started, ah, we have some celebrating to do. We hit our goal. A few days ago, we hit the goal on our Kickstarter, and I would like to say a huge thank you to everyone who has backed, everyone who has shared it so far, everyone who's tweeted about it, sent us encouraging messages about it. You guys f- fucking rock. At time of recording, there are still 10 days left on the Kickstarter, and we do have one pretty cool stretch goal. So there's still time if you do want to support the project and you do want to grab one of the amazing perks that we have, go check it out. We added a few new perks recently, some for diehard fans, some for new listeners. I also like to say that I'm very, very proud to announce our first collaborator on the album. Daniel Dobbs, who has worked with us in the past and who sadly didn't turn up on 2215, is going to be working on Yellow Album with me. We've already been talking and exchanging some ideas. We announced it officially today on my Twitter and on the Kickstarter blog. So I'd like to welcome him to the team and I'd like to say hi if you are a fan of Daniel Dobbs. Thank you for tuning in. I'm really looking forward to writing with him and recording with him. His incredible talent as a songwriter will hopefully make Yellow Album even better. Okay, so let's talk about Team Dream. Hello and welcome to Inside the Spaceship, a limited edition podcast running alongside the Kickstarter campaign for High Five Spaceship's third studio album. My name is Christopher Bingham, I'm the producer behind the project, and in each episode I dissect one of our tracks and talk about how it was made. If you'd like to support the new album, the website is yellowalbum.com, and that's also the official hashtag, hashtag yellowalbum. Team Dream opens with the sound of fireworks. It's a recording that I took on my iPhone standing on a rooftop in Brooklyn a few years ago. I don't incorporate a lot of real-life sounds, uh, music concrete stuff in my work, but I wanted to use it here to open what is probably the most important track on the album. Then we get the strings. This section and later sections like it are a mixture of synthesized sampled strings using orchestral samples in reason and real strings played by my parents, Stephen Bingham and Brenda Stewart. My parents are one half of a string quartet called the Bingham String Quartet. They have been my entire life. My dad plays the violin and my mum plays the viola. Working with my parents is very strange and it makes me feel quite self-conscious. Here are two classical musicians. They trained at the Royal Academy of Music. They spent their childhoods and then teenage years and all of their adulthood playing their instruments, honing their craft. And here I am asking them to record two notes and then I'll add some stuff later and it'll sound good. Then 
They're incredibly supportive, though. They always have been. They turn up on this album a couple of times, as does the whole quartet in uh, the following track, Boat People, and I've done some uh, production work with my dad uh, outside of the main albums. We're a cool, weird, creative family, and I love it. So then there's the beat. I'm a big fan of broken, kind of uncomfortable beats. You can make something mechanically perfect using software, but that's not interesting. A lot of the time, my favorite details in something are the mistakes, the accidents, the things that have been left in that make it feel organic. So that's what I aim to accomplish with this beat. I wanted something that hit hard, that felt really punchy, that felt really um, powerful, but was still quite fragile, and there was something wrong with it. Then we got this beautiful bass sound. This took me a while to sculpt. For this, I used Reason's Thor synth modeler. It comes included with the software, and like most of the things that come included, it's incredibly powerful, especially when you start chaining it up and combining it with other things. There are also some extra sounds in here kind of filling out the space. One of them is a small clip of the extreme echo shifter distortion noise from the first track, Passage. I took a little chunk of that original sound and I threw it through a gate rack extension called Alligator. Basically, it's a tool that allows you to kind of rhythmically turn that sound on and off. That combined with some chorus, some fallback distortion, and a lot of reverb gives you this. I sing on this track, and I'm pretty proud of the way that it came out. Again, I am not a trained singer, but I wrote these lyrics, I knew how I wanted it to sound, and I wanted to do it myself. Time, a tracing line of belly shifting sign, lead me there, outside. This is also the track that features Briarly the most. Last one out, hit the lights. Last one out, hit the lights. Last, Last one out, hit the lights. She appears throughout this album both singing and speaking. One detail I noticed that I, I don't know if anyone else did is that because Briley is American, she has quite a, a Southern American accent, I feel like my voice didn't sound strange or out of place next to it. I'm English, but I have quite a transatlantic kind of twang to my voice, and it's particularly noticeable if you put it next to a very British sounding voice. Like if, if it had been Dodie, you know, that it would have sounded very, very strange. 
So we have to get into the lyrics because there is a lot going on in Team Dream. Team Dream is where the story of 2215 really starts taking shape for me. And it's where I start expressing some of the bigger themes that I was thinking about when I was working on this album. 2215, in a nutshell, tells the story of a man, a, a caretaker of sorts, who is piloting this kind of giant spaceship through uh, the galaxy. On this spaceship is a repository of everything humanity has ever created, every piece of art, all of human culture, basically. And his job is to look after it, maintain it, make sure it doesn't break down, and get it somewhere safe. And I see the album as a series of transmissions between him and this person that he has left behind on Earth that he will never see again. They talk and exchange thoughts and feelings and memories and confessions until eventually he is too far away and the signal is severed. So there's kind of three things at play uh, in the lyrics to this song. One is an exploration of the kind of loneliness and kind of claustrophobia of being in this situation. My character, who is credited in the book with the codename Tithonus, is trying to convince himself that this is a kind of noble pursuit, this is something valuable, that he's, he's doing something important. Briarly, who is credited in the booklet as Ghost, offers the opposing view that it's futile and that it's going to drive him insane and being alone like this is is not going to be healthy and it's not going to achieve anything she keeps repeating you're kidding yourself you're kidding yourself this is gonna this is gonna drive you crazy while he tries desperately to respect the task that he has been given to to revere this time capsule that he is in charge of and then there's a lot of like waxing about the future around the time that i started working on this I started getting really, really obsessed with the future. If you are familiar at all with the other kinds of things that I do, this isn't a surprise. I've always had a, a kind of obsession with time um, in my own life, and in the last year or so I started turning that fascination outwards and, and looking at the world and looking at technology and economics and geopolitics. So there's this set of lyrics in this song that I think are the most poignant and important lyrics on the entire album at least to me. Uh, the second time they turn up actually is is possibly my favorite section on the entire record. I just it just sounds so fucking good. The lines the future is white girls with Jamaican features listening no more to idle preachers, kicking back on Martian beaches, defines for me three hugely significant things that I think about when I look at the distant future. When I picture the future, these are, the, these are just inescapable truths for me. And I apologize if, if you guys disagree, or if uh, they offend you at all, or if, or if they prove controversial. But when I look into the future, I see, I see these things. The idea that race, for better and worse, will be gone. The borders between culture and race and ethnicity will have all bled together and, and smushed up, and humanity won't, won't really be different ethnicities anymore, will just be that kind of brownie-purpley goo that you get when you mix all of the paints together. And along the way, of course, that manifests itself as cultural appropriation and as hatred and... Uh, it can cause a lot of tension, a lot of friction. I also think in the future that we will have no religion. 
at least no significant organized religion based around a deity or deities. Theistic religion for me has no place in the distant future. It will take a very, very long time to get there, I'm sure, but I don't see it coming back from the decline that has already started. I also see human colonization of planets as just inevitable in the very, very long term. The idea that there will be a new golden age and whoever manages to first mine asteroids or plant people on Mars will own it, will own the future. I think that's something that is incredibly powerful and inevitable. So when I look into the distant future, I see those things. There are also a lot of lyrics in this song that were originally written for progress. Some of these lines have been sitting in notebooks since 2013, and I finally used them in Team Dream. One of the reasons that I decided to start this podcast with Home is because some of the lyrics in this song that I knew I also wanted to talk about are directly related to Home and the story of the man with the hole in his chest and the, the tree and kind of giving up his life for something bigger and, and more important than himself. Maybe at this point you're starting to cotton on to some uh, lingering thematic similarities. Lines like the first one, time a tracing line of barely shifting signs, uh, leading me outside. Lines like, walking, I will walk into the night and lay me down with the pines uh, and savor this last moment. These were lines written originally to be on Nomad the final track of progress, which was supposed to be a kind of conclusion to what had started with Home. I ended up scrapping that idea and making Nomad an instrumental. And I guess I guess it just is a subconscious obsession. It, it, I wasn't planning it. I did not plan for these lyrics to ever be used again. But when I came to, to writing the story for 2215 and I came to writing this song, I realized I was treading very similar ground and I revisited my old notebooks from progress. So scattered in here is a kind of uh, reference to that first album, and to me Team Dream is kind of a spiritual sequel to Home. The track ends with the first long spoken passage on this album. There's quite a lot of speaking, but there are two big chunks of it in this track and at the end of Spell Remains. The way that I wrote lyrics for this album was to start with prose. I'm a lot more comfortable with prose as someone who is not very musically trained. So I tend to write all of my ideas in long form paragraphs. And then when it comes to turning them into lyrics, I kind of cherry pick and and rearrange bits of them and, and throw away the rest. I try, I take bits that fit the pattern and I scrap the rest of the paragraph. But there were a couple of times where I just didn't want to. I couldn't. I felt like I had written exactly what I wanted to write and I didn't want to change it. I didn't want to make it fit some pattern. So I left them intact and this is the first time that it happens. We churn through the sky and feel inside that right is nigh and life is a blind eye so we can live in this time and that leads us not into denial, life of service or lie. I am in service to myself. By the end of Team Dream, what started as a little sliver of doubt has grown into a very real concern that the protagonist's job, this duty, this isn't what he wants. He's beginning to question his place in the world. He's beginning to wonder whether it's right to keep everything so perfectly preserved, and is asking why he isn't allowed to contribute, why he can't make things. And the track ends with Briarly, Ghost, saying, You know all this poetry shit doesn't make up for you leaving. Bringing him back down to earth, and kind of calming him down, at least for now. There's a sneaky but not very subtle reference to Refused. Um, the Shape of Punk to Come is one of my favourite albums of all time, and I couldn't resist. 
with the line, uh, how many years will I be alone with the thoughts of a million dead? That's, um, that's basically straight lifted out of, uh, one of my favorite refused songs. There's also one little line in here at the crescendo that's worth noting. The line, I just want to make it to 26. This was something that turned up in my notes for various tracks tons and tons of times. I had this line and I, I wanted to fit it in somewhere and I just, I, I couldn't seem to do it and it eventually slipped into this track, Team Dream. It's not really related to anything else that's happening in the track. It's, it's really more about me. I was in a pretty bad, shitty place when I was making this album and I was 25, and uh, this line is as simple as it sounds. I just wanted to make it through the year. I was exploring that kind of sadness through my character, and I kind of just made him say something that I was thinking. This idea of wasting your life carrying art that other people made, like perpetuating art that isn't yours. Again, like home has its roots in my work online, in, in online video. It can be incredibly disheartening as a um, media producer living in the internet age, that you are, at any given time, you're not just competing with your contemporaries, you are also competing with every artist who has ever lived, who has ever published anything. As a musician, you are competing with albums being released by dead people. Every anniversary, every Christmas, your competition is not just the people around you making music, it's also a Simon and Garfunkel best of, or a 30th anniversary re-release of Sgt. Pepper's, and it's only exemplified in remix culture, in, in Tumblr, in, in phenomenons like animated GIFs. The act of distilling culture, existing culture, down into something bite-sized, to feel like you're saying something new but you're not, to perpetuate other people's work, to, to take part in this continuum of, of, of creative stuff but not actually add to it, not actually make your own stuff. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I could talk forever about this track and I think I already have so I'm gonna wrap it up. I hope you um, enjoy Team Dream and now that you know something a bit more about it, I'm gonna play you the whole thing from start to finish. Outside, you're killing yourself. You 
Last one out, hit the lights. Last one out, hit the lights. Last one out, hit the lights. I've seen the future. The future is white girls with Jamaican features. Listening no more to idle preachers. Kicking back on Martian beaches. us to rebuild so i will walk into the night and lay me down with the pines and savor this very last moment before my body comes the earth for 100 years for 100 years for 100 years Listening no more to idle preachers Kicking back on Martian beaches I can feel time killing me You will respect this gift This frozen flame its walls all those souls we stole and stowed we see it collapse and we feel inside that we have collapsed also passage for ourselves passage for what ails us passage for what pales and wanes gains stresses and bends my crack in the wall to stare through my own crimes to pardon and new sons to father turn up the volume and still hear noise Wake in the night and hear the cement turn We yearn, burning through a sky that couldn't care less To a place we haven't yet guessed West of a star, left among another how far How many years will I breathe this recycled air? How many years will I be alone with the thoughts of a million dead? How many is enough? Grant me this space, we must all find our place Must we all find our place? Churn through the sky and feel inside that right is nigh and life is a blind eye so we can live in this time and that leads us not into denial, life of service or lie. I am in service to myself. The bridge is just as important as what it connects. The bridge is just as important as what it connects. poetry shit doesn't make up for you leaving. I know. Thank you for listening to Inside the Spaceship. If you enjoyed this track and you want to support our work, please head over to yellowalbum.com, that's yellowalbum.com, and consider backing our Kickstarter. You have 10 days left as of recording this, um, so plenty of time to get those perks. There's still some really, really good things to get. And if you want to tweet about this podcast or share it with your friends, please do so using the hashtag yellowalbum. That's hashtag yellowalbum.